0: Alexander Walker. space spin. Thompson was there but Nikhil Alexander Walker. Hello, basketball card friends, fanatics, investors, collectors, whatever you do, wherever you live. Hey, this is one of those episodes of Hoops and Cards where... I'm here to add value my name is Gary and I, I'm one of you we're, we're together in this collecting investing just loving basketball and and uh this incredible world of basketball cards you know there's there's so many opportunities to to have fun to make money to to save to enjoy the the hobby it's great basketball cards 101 is our podcast series where we talk about the essentials key things That I think you need to know I think it's helped me to know or to learn along the way And today is about how to protect your cards How to display your cards These little pieces of cardboard or plastic or whatever whatever they put in these I mean, it's incredible Pieces of jersey and shoe and helmet Like, whatever You gotta take care of them They're valuable They have a future, not just a past So, we're gonna talk about protecting your cards Some basics, some 101, ways to get you started in taking care of your collection. So, let's get after it. (music) Guys, let's get right down to it. Basketball cards are fragile. And when I see someone holding them who might bend them, who might, uh, accidentally turn a corner of the card or might scratch the card, I get, I get nervous. Like the hairs on my neck stand up. And cause I know, and, and maybe, you know, or you're going to learn that a card in mint condition, a card with sharp corners, uh, strong colors, no scratches, no bends, no creases, no cracks, no crevices. Some people say crevasses. I say crevices. Who cares? But like a card that's that's perfect and and where the image on the front is centered in the front of the card, like you're gonna want to keep that thing in as as good as healthy. Almost said perfect condition as possible. You just are. It retains that card's value, and makes it more attractive. However you display it easier to do with newer cards, cards that are 30 or 40 years older. That's, that's very difficult. I'm just saying you want to take good care of these things. And when I was a kid and started getting into cards, this has been a number of years ago. I would say people usually had a binder where they had plastic pages and you could put your cards in the spots, usually nine spots on a page designed to hold cards. You can still actually buy those pages at Walmart if you want. Some people do that. It helps them display and carry their cards. But I'll say this, most people that are valuing these as investments, they do not use those books. They do not use those plastic pages. They use special uh, equipment, special supplies that help you protect and display those cards as individual cards, not all together in some big box box. I'm I'm talking about cards that are more than a dollar's worth for that card or cards that you think will one day be worth more than a dollar or two or three. You will want to do some individual things to take care of them and keep them in good, strong mint condition. So I want to go through a list of the basic supplies you need or you're going to want to have. And guys, if you've been collecting or investing, you you know all this stuff. This is easy. But for people that are just now getting into it, it's uh it's a brand new world. And uh yeah, you'll you'll wanna know what these supplies are and where to get them and why they're so stinking important because they are. They just are. Guys, well, hey, you don't need to be best friends, to be great teammates. Think about Shaq and Cody, right? Lending and a carton. Heck, even Woody and Buzz got under each other's plastic. Well Woody made out of cloth. Yeah, I appreciate you, maybe now's not the time All right, so in this section, I'm gonna go over things you need to get, supplies to take care of your cards, keep them clean, display them. These first few are for protection, okay? One is uh, sleeves, little plastic, about the size of a card, very thin, very light, a sleeve that you slide the card into, and they're called penny sleeves, and I don't know, some people call them card sleeves or plastic sleeves, Whatever There are, uh, the, you can actually find these at Walmart, but get the kind that's clear, not the kind that has like a black back or a blue back or a yellow back. Those are usually for game cards or Pokemon stuff. Go for the things that's, that are clearest and show off the color and clarity of your card. And also ones that are durable. A lot of these you'll put in a penny sleeve and then put that penny sleeved card right into a top loader. Which are the next things? These are plastics, like a plastic top loader. Just means you put the card in from the top, and you hold it like that. And these are the same kind of deal, only they're hard plastic, and a little bit more expensive. In fact, they were like so hard to get about a year ago because of COVID that the prices were driven up because people were just scrambling to find products. Um, now I think you can find them more cheap, more cheaply, or more cheaper, and from a bunch of different. Um, companies that make them. So, But top loaders and penny sleeves, guys, those are the standards as far as taking care of individual cards that are raw or not yet graded. Okay, uh, If you're going to send cards away to be graded, then there's a sleeve or a, a holder that's sort of in between. It's like a, a flexible plastic. The brand is often called Card Saver or PSA sleeve that you would put those in and they they like that they're lighter. Again, all of these things should be clear. If something's like milky, or scratched up, or like a tinted color, never, never, never. Literally, that's, I mean, some people might think that's a cool look, but not if you're, the point is to see the card, and to keep the card nice. And with any of these things, sleeves, top loaders, or card savers, or even the little plastic boxes, you can get those that hold 25, or 50, or 100, or 200 cards, Snap boxes to put cards in that are without a sleeve. Um, I do that sometimes when I'm dollar box diving or quarter box diving. I'll bring a, a plastic case for those. But it's best to have those as clear and sturdy or strong as possible. And then the next thing you might look for is cardboard boxes that are made specifically for sports cards or basketball cards. Those often are found at card shows or card stores. And you'll see them because the outside is usually white and you just fold those up. You can get them that some that hold 50 cards and it's a small little box. Others, you can get up to four rows wide that hold 4,000 cards and it's a heavy wide box, like twice the size of a shoe box. I'm just saying those are a great thing to store uh, lots of cards in. I have a good supply of those and... uh <clears throat> Yeah, you you should keep at least one, maybe two of those, for your PC or for your investments. And then the next thing, and you're seeing these are in big supply or big, um, they're popular right now. Portable cases, display cases, like you would see at ShopGemMint.com, or the kind of carrying case where you could put graded cards in, and they're protected. There's cushions in there that that hold them securely, uh, and and sometimes they have like a lock with a key or a Uh, what do you call it? A code that you have to type in to get in. You know, it's very much nice looking, great way to display, but also protects your cards. Some of those are portable with a handle. They look like a little suitcase that you might carry something really valuable in because these sometimes are. And then the last thing would be just the basic slab. If you get a card graded at PSA or SGC, HGA, or BGS, any of these places, they put it in a plastic hard slab that's usually about you know five inches by three inches, and uh, keep those clean and, and protect them. A lot of these things you can just wipe off with a microfiber cloth. Um, you know, Take care of those supplies and they will take care of your cards. They will. I would just say always have an extra supply of penny sleeves and top loaders, for sure. If you're going to grade or if you wanna sell a card that's of grading quality, I would use the card sli- savers or the flexible plastic. Uh, again, boxes, cases, and slabs. And we could go into large display cases, too, like card stands that act like a, an easel or a, um, a prop to display your cards, like, like a uh, the back of a picture frame. Those are nice. ShowYourSlabs.com has a whole wall poster that you could put... 30 wall, you know, 30 graded cards in, and and that's a great thing to do. I think the hobby could use more options like that for people to display their cards in nice environments. And I remember, it's part of my tragic story, guys, that I had the basketball collector's dream. I had the 1986-87 Fleer basketball set when I was a kid. I was 12 years old and I had bought it for $6, the entire set, Jordan and everything. They weren't worth anything then. Uh, So I actually traded a friend at the flea market This was just as tragic I traded my Wade Boggs rookie card It was three bucks For a poster that I could put 30 cards in So it had 30 top-loading spaces For those cards to go in And I put 30 86 Fleer basketball cards in Displayed them on my wall for a year or two Didn't really care that they got banged up When I put them in in that poster And when I pulled them out I, you know I got rid of them Or they were in my basketball card collection for a little while But I didn't realize they'd be worth like millions of dollars that, that was a punchline a few years ago But maybe that Jordan, if it was uh, You know, PSA 9 or 10 It could have, anyway There are just so many ways to display your cards Also colorful holders Like you saw at PassiveParadise.com I would check that out too So maybe you've got a place you'd recommend Or a nice display that you like Please message me, because I want to feature some of those On our on our website, on our Instagram I'm looking for new ways to display And transport my cards So I'm looking at uh, cases And boxes as well So those are some of the basic things you'll need And just commit to keeping things clear and clean And you have to buy You have to keep some of these out of the light But I'm going to give you some tips on How to protect and display your cards coming up Alexander Walker. That's a high arcing three, which rims out Holmes, snagging the rebound. So along with the supplies, you're going to need some uh, principles, some ideals. So I've created a list of do's and don'ts. And this is long. I'm going to give you 20 things. Okay. This is, uh, I guess, a, a, how important this whole issue is with caring for your cards. But also some of this is humorous and maybe obvious for you guys that have been in the hobby for a while, but I just thought this would be cool to do a list of do's and don'ts, all right? Here's number one. Do, 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 do. Put every rookie card in a penny sleeve as soon as you get it. Every rookie card. I don't care if it's Casey, Oak, Paula, Don, Russ. Put it in a penny sleeve. That just says, this has the chance to one day be a special card I want to take care of. So it always is good to have a big supply of penny sleeves. You never know. You'll be going back through your cards a year, two years later, and you'll find a guy and you'll be like, oh my, I didn't know I had that guy. I'm glad I penny sleeved it up. Number two, don't. Don't leave your cards out in bright sunlight or room light. Don't. Light can fade the cover and the colors of your cards. Do not do it. In fact, I have a place on a shelf where I thought, hey, it'll be cool to display my cards because there's a light. The light can can show shine down on the cards, and then I realized, yeah, it could cook them too. It's not gonna burn them, but it will fade them. So don't leave your cards out in the bright sunlight or room light. And hey, I did this when I was young and paid the price. Don't leave your cards out uh in a hot car like in the sun. That's just don't do it. It's not good for chocolate, it's not good for prisms either. Number three, do. Do, do, do put most sleeved cards into top loaders if you can. Most sleeved cards into top loaders if you can. That's how you double up. You sleeve it and top load it. That's You see guys do that on breaks or on uh, YouTube videos where they're just ripping a box and they pull out some good card or some some rookie card of, I don't know, Chris Duarte. And they're like, this guy, he has graduated from sleeve to now sleeve and top loader. And it's never... Just top loader, never, 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 no, 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 because the inside of a top loader can have uh, imperfections that scratch your card. I'm just saying, it could be hair, it could be guinne,r it could be whatever. So, put the good sleeve cards in the top loaders if you can. Don't. Here's number four. Don't, don't use old or tight or tinted top loaders or plastic. Do not. You want top loaders and sleeves that show off. The color of the card, not some tint from, hey, that was out, you know, in the basement for 10 years, and I just happen to have it, and I'm going to use this extra top loader. No, just throw it away. Throw it away. Don't use old or tinted top loaders. I don't even like the ones that say rookie card on them. I'm like, number one, that covers up part of the card that I like to see, and number two, I know it's a rookie card because Panini put RC on almost every one of them, and if it's a Lou Dort that doesn't have the RC, I'm still going to know that because I listen to Hoops and Cards, baby. Boom. So don't use those weird top loaders. Number five, do. Do buy these supplies before you need them. Buy them. Take them with you, even if they're empty. Take a few with you in the car or in your pocket when you go to a card show. Why? Because you might find a car that some dude has just in a sleeve, but you see it and you're like, oh, yeah, I need to rescue that Miles Bridges rookie from, from the just sleeve existence and bring it to a safe home in a clear top loader, Right? That's that's what you got to do. Take some stuff with you. But buy these supplies when you need them. Do not, or don't, this is number six, don't go to a card show without them. Do not go to a card show without them. They shouldn't even let you in. That, you shouldn't even be allowed to do that. Number seven, do. Do, you're going to like this. You're going to thank me later. Hear me now, believe me later. <laughs> seven, do try to get sellers or dealers to throw in an extra case or box. You're making a deal with some guy and you're buying a bunch of cards. You'd be like, hey, could you throw in a couple boxes? You know, and nine times out of nine, he's going to. If he doesn't, then start to walk away and he'll be like, okay, okay, here's a box. Here's, You know what, I'll give you another pack of, of uh, sleeves. Exactly. You want to get that stuff free. You don't want to pay. So, so you can get him to throw those in on deals. Uh, number eight, don't pay high prices for these things if you can help it. And by the way, you can, because I'm empowering you right now. Knowledge is power, baby. Knowledge is power. Don't pay high prices for these if you can help it. Number nine, do clean your cards and cases regularly. Not with soap and water, please. No, no, no. But with like at least a microfiber cloth, cloth the kind that you might wipe off a computer screen or your phone screen with or your reading glasses. You know, do clean those things regularly and look at the cards especially if you're going to take pictures of them to post online or on eBay and to sell, you want that thing to look as sharp and clear as it is and not have the, the, the potential buyer looking at your picture online going, okay, is that scratch on the top loader or the card? Is it on the sleeve or the card? Is that a hair, a dimple? Like, what is that? No, you want to clean these things off, wipe them off with a microfiber cloth. Number 10, do not put your cards near water, oil, or bleach. Don't do it. Don't put them near... Salsa, don't put them near, you know, gasoline. I, I just, I'm just saying, be careful with these things. You would be surprised. So I'm just giving you the obvious. Don't put them near uh, foreign substances. Coffee, mm, be really careful. Number 11, do, do store your cards and boxes in a dry but sealed environment. Dry but sealed. I guess you don't want it too dry, right? But store them in a dry but sealed environment. Number 12, don't leave them in your car when you go to the beach. Ouch! Don't leave cards in the car. You know what else can melt? It's not just the color fades. You know what else can be affected is those plastic penny sleeves. Those plastic top loaders. They can melt. Not completely, but enough to have you like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. Don't leave them in your car when you go to the beach. And don't, if you're going to leave them in your car, cover them up. Right? Put them in the glove box. Put them underneath a towel. Do not leave your cards wide open because you don't want the sun or some crazy pickpocket thief taking all your Jaron Jacksons just, you know, just right after he scored 22 points with eight rebounds. That is that nobody got time for that. Number 13, do, do put your nicer cards in a safe or lockbox. You're welcome. Your nicer graded cards in a safe or lockbox. 14, don't. Throw your cards in a pile on the floor. Don't. Like a couple of my junior high friends thought it was fun to play flipping cards, and we would sit in the living room and put like some of our cards out in a pile, and you would flip your card across the room, and if it landed on somebody else's card, you got to keep both cards. And now I'm looking back, going, that was dumb. Like, what if I was doing flipping cards with my Akeem Olajuwon rookie? Come on, man. Don't throw your cards in a pile. On the floor. Don't let your kids do it. I love your kids, but but if you're going to do that, give them, like, the the junk cards. Don't give them the rookies. Don't give them your, you know, LeBrons or Luca's. I actually printed up fake cards for my kids to play with. <laughs> I actually did that. My point is, don't throw them in a pile on the floor. Number 15, do. Do, do, do. Set aside some money each month for supplies. Even if it's five bucks a month, it just says, okay, these are part of my strategic budget and i'm going to plan accordingly it's not going to be this random drain of 5 10 20 bucks every weekend and you're like oh man i didn't even realize that like all these extra expenses and gas and food and the, like okay fine put put these in your budget have enough have actually more than you need set aside some money number 16 don't don't send your best cases away with the cards that you sell I'm just saying, like if you've got one of those magnet or screw top loaders that you really like to display, don't throw that in on a sale that you're going to ship the card. Number one, it adds weight. It adds like six ounces to the to the card in the shipping. But number two, if you really like that box, I, I have some cases and top loaders I really like. So I might use them as a display for selling, but I'm not throwing everything in when I ship them. So don't send your best car, uh, cases away. Number 17, do do sort your cards in whatever way you want. So you've got a box and you've got several, like one big box that could hold thousands of cards, but maybe inside that box, you've got several columns. Like one row is all New Orleans Pelicans. And then you keep aside, like there's a plastic case for all your Zions, another plastic case for all of your Brandon Ingrams, another plastic case for all of your Nikhil Alexander Walkers, and another plastic case... Well, if you want to still keep your Kira Lewis Jr.'s in there, you can. But see what I'm saying? Sort things out. Keep the better cards in sleeves and top loaders. Sort them in whatever way you want. There's no wrong way to do it. Um, Number 18, don't. Don't forget to label your boxes as fragile valuables. Oh, yeah, because, like, you've got moving day and somebody, you're like, you you send somebody else home to pick up your cards. You want to have it exactly marked this box is fragile, handle with care or caution basketball cards, you know? Don't don't mess with my Darius Garland's. Treat them treat them nice. So label your boxes and label what they are in the box. Number 19. <clears throat> number 19 do get a safe durable case to carry cards to a show. This is where like I've shown up to a show with a you know an old box of uh Like a a cello box of mosaic basketball And people are like, oh, you're buying wax I'm like, no, it's my El Cheapo box To hold my cards in And I'm like, "I, I need something nice And you need something nice Especially if you have lots of slabs A lot of graded cards Get a nice durable case to carry cards to a show And number 20, don't Don't, I know it's tempting to You know, after that show or that card shop Deal where you're like going out to lunch At Buffalo Wild Wings to celebrate Do not open that case while you're eating chicken wings, all right? Or french fries or fried shrimp or shrimp cocktail or, oh man, uh, barbecued ribs. Man, don't eat ribs and try to look at your Shea Gilgis Alexanders. Don't open that case, just don't do it. Don't open that can, that case, those cards. Leave them in while you're eating. That's the main thing, guys. Lots of do's and don'ts, and I would repeat them, but hey, it's recorded. You can just replay them. So I hope these help you. Good principles for taking care of those valuable basketball cards. Hey, everybody! I hope you enjoyed that basic overview of supplies you need and some do's and don'ts to protect and display your cards. Maybe you've got something that you've always done and you want to share it with me. I'd love to hear it. Instagram me at hoops and cards or email me, please. Uh, this is Gary at Hoops and Cards Podcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. And as always, you guys, I would love to have you join Hoops Plus. That is our growing community for people who want a little extra. More podcasts each month. We've been doing one or two a week, actually, Hoops Plus. You get to support the show and and come alongside what we're doing because it means a lot to have a team that's growing. Prizes each month and just, yeah, take the plunge. Just do it. Love to have you be a part of the team. To, To do that, there's notes. Uh, a link to click in the show notes for today. Or you can just go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. And for the price of two large fries or a pumpkin spice latte, if you ever do that. Or an order of basket of wedges, potato wedges with uh, ranch and salt and vinegar seasoning at Buffalo Wild Wings. For less than you pay for those, you can get a whole month of Hoops Plus. And I'm telling you, you will not regret it. So in a moment, we're going to get into some listener feedback. Uh, Actually, all of these come from Hoops Plus members. Thank you guys so much for for interacting and uh, joining with us, making our episodes better. Look at that. So let's do it. Listener feedback. That's right. It's listener feedback time. And this one, actually, we have two questions from Nick. Nick in Spokane, Washington. Here we go. He's just getting right to it. Hey, Gary, thanks for the podcast. I'm also loving Hoops and Cards Plus. Quick question for you. I'm wondering how long you plan to hold on Jaron Jackson Jr. before you cut your losses. Thanks. Guys. Nick. Yeah, the Jaron Jackson Jr. thing. In fact, if you have uh, listened to a lot of our previous episodes, I had this running joke that I would mention JJJ in every episode. And you know, I I have failed in that front lately. I've not talked about him as much, but uh, great question, Nick. And and there's two two things I would want to address there. One is Jaron Jackson specifically. I got in, I got focused on Jaron Jackson uh, early in 2020, and if you were to go back on uh, ESPN.com and look at his game logs. From January of 2020, and even February of 2020, so before pandemic, let me just read you Jaron Jackson's point totals in these games in uh, January, okay? Now let's start um, January 2nd, and I'll go through 26th. 18 points, 24, 15, 21, 24, 21, 15, 10, 19, 13, 29, 20, I mean, he was... He was on fire, and this was a guy in his, what, second full season doing this, but then that was after a December where he did this, 31, 15, 26, 16, 24, 43, 16, 15, 9, 24, and the rest of the way he's averaging 20. He had a big, uh, just a big run of awesome games for two straight months there and that's one of the reasons the Grizzlies are so excited about him. That's why I'm excited about him. That's why they they signed him to that big contract extension. So Nick, it's going to be a while before I throw in the towel and I do think he has all-star potential. Still very very young. He's 22. I mean if he's 26, then I might be I might be ready to cut ties, but he's one of my favorite young emerging stars in the league and Memphis is obviously going to give him as much leash as he needs to get into a rhythm offensively he's weird to watch honestly he doesn't always know where he's supposed to be on the court he fouls a lot um he looks like he's, he doesn't at times know how to use his large long arms and legs but uh he's got a sweet shot he can score block shots plays defense runs the court well uh, I Yeah, there's a lot to like here Along with being on Ja Morant's team So I like him But the idea of when you cut ties with someone Might be, or with their cards Might be when You feel like you've given them all the chance you can The team has given them all the chance you can And by the way, I'm not super invested In Jaron Jackson Jr. financially He He's not been an expensive investment um, At the same time I have a lot of his cheaper rookie cards So if he does great, I feel great about it But if he doesn't hey, um, it's it's a calculated risk that Memphis is taking. And a lot of people had Jiren as the comeback or the most improved player of the year this year. So he's doing well, looks good, uh, but I have had my doubts, right? And I think the other thing about it is he has enough name recognition in the hobby that once he starts uh, returning to that all-star form, the the hobby will take notice. And we know where to find his rookies. So... I'm not done with him, but you got another question you want to ask me, Nick, don't you? Come on, come on. Curious your opinion or your perspective on DeMontis Sabonis. His cards seem pretty undervalued to me, and I'm wondering if you think the market will ever see him as someone who's worth investing in or not. Love to hear your thoughts. Guys. So, Nick, I absolutely love DeMontis Sabonis as a basketball player and as a an already star who's, what, 25, 26 years old. If you look at his his start this season in nine games, he's averaging 59% from the field, 75% from the free throw line, 20 points a game, 10.9 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 1.6 steals, and, well, less than a block. But all those numbers are fantastic, and they're actually down from what he did last season. He actually was averaging more assists a game last season, uh, and I think one or two more rebounds. So... Yes, uh, he's awesome. He's a a multiple-time All-Star. I think he's going to add another five to eight All-Star games over the course of his career. Will the hobby take notice? That's a whole nother question, man. And um, I think he's worth investing in for the long term because I think eventually he will get the respect he deserves. It's funny because he's almost like the East Coast or Eastern Conference version of the Joker. The Joker. (laughs) The Joker. The guy that fights with eggs. (laughs) um, The the Joker, Jokic, Jokic does all, like, rebounding, passing, runs the offense for Denver. MVP, right? He's like, does everything Sabonis does, only a lot better, and his team is winning. I think the Pacers have a chance to win and be a playoff team this year if they can get healthy. I think they need to uh, figure out who they are, but there's a lot of talent on that team. Even with TJ Warren out for a little while longer, they have Malcolm Brogdon, who's on fire. Sabonis, Karis Levert, one of my favorites who can do it all. He's from Ohio. That's why I like him. Chris Duarte, one of the early Rookie of the Year candidates, 17 points a game. Miles Turner, Jeremy Lamb, who's got 10 a game, Justin Holiday. Anyway, um, the Pacers have talent, but they also probably suffer from being in a market that come I in comparison to Chicago, New York, L.A., People don't care. And so a lot of people don't know how good Sabonis is. True NBA fans do. Uh, True NBA investors would say, yeah, he's eventually going to get noticed. I don't know when. So I like his cards, 2016, rookie year, that first optic. I had that optic hollow and sold it um, when it was worth a lot more than it is now. (laughs) But I think he's a good bargain buy if if you're a Pacer fan and you want to hold him long term. Uh, the other thing that I think is good news for the Pacers, but bad news for Sabonis' is card values, like say they do make it to the playoffs. Playoffs, do, do you think DeMantis Sabonis is going to be like the headliner? You know, like on the on the pregame when they, when they say, LeBron James and the Lakers taking on DeMantis Sabonis and the Pacers. Or will they say, LeBron James and the Pacers taking on Malcolm Brogdon And the Pacers or Karis Levert and the Pacers or Miles Turner coming to like, they have so many, I mean, underachieving injury prone guys, but like they're talented that I don't know if Sabonis will get featured the way maybe if you invested in his cards, you would hope he did. So love him as a player. Don't love him yet as a card investment. Good question. Hey, Gary, this is Nathaniel from Portland. I had a question for you. Um, this off season, you talked about buying season a lot and how you thought it was over once the season started. But I've noticed recently that I've been getting some great buys um, with really good prices. I'm wondering if you think buying season is still happening. And if so, is that an aberration or what that means for the basketball card market right now? Thanks for uh, your podcast. Guys. Nathaniel, thank you for asking, bud. Um, yeah buying season i'll say i'll say this uh if you're a guy if if you're a player that hasn't taken a lot of the headlines in these first few weeks if they're not on a team that everybody's talking about right now then yes buying season is still a thing i i guess buying opportunities are here what buying season was 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 really for the entire league a sense of, hey, people aren't thinking about basketball at all in August, and they're thinking and spending their money on football, and they're trying to dump basketball still, so I want to cash, I want to, I almost said cash in, that sounds like you're selling, I want to buy in when it's cheap, right? So I would say, buying opportunities are still going to be here, and it's for players that aren't in the headlines, or that are underperforming right now, like Damian Lillard, or injured guys like Kawhi Leonard, Right? Guys that uh, maybe aren't back yet or haven't revved up their engines, Damian Lillard. So there will always, I think, they're always going to be buying opportunities. Um, You know, good question. But if it's a player like Ja Morant, um, I think you missed an opportunity to get him cheaper two weeks ago. If it's Miles Bridges, of course, you we missed an opportunity right three weeks ago. So there are players that Zach Levine, his cards are going up and up and up. I think Steph Curry's back up. But for other players, I mean, even right now, I think LeBron James, his prices are still kind of sitting there, you know? And uh, there's other players that are playing awesome, and yet I still see some real bargains available in the market. I see Paul George leading the NBA and scoring right now, people. DeMar DeRozan, you know, there's some guys having the, the season of their lives. Jalen Brown, but he always starts hot. So you're absolutely right when you say, hey, it still looks like buying season for some of these guys. There are opportunities and always keep your eyes open. And also, I also hope, you know, when I say buying season is over, it doesn't mean don't buy. It just means we got to be a bit more cautious because you may be at the the tail end of uh, a price jump and you should have bought two weeks ago or should have bought three weeks ago. That's all I'm trying to say. Great questions, you guys. Thanks for being a part of listener feedback. Any of you that want to send or record or uh, type in a message to me to be asked here on our show, it's great for for all of us to hear and and learn and kind of ask the same questions together. Sometimes I ask you guys questions like, hey, was there something I forgot when it comes to taking care of your cards and displaying your cards? I'd love to hear if there's a A product or a habit or a thing you do or a story where you like totally screwed up and your cards were you know um there's a sad story involved you you uh you didn't take good enough care of them so tell me your what's what's your story guys girls and uh yeah thank you so much for the feedback and questions wax on wax off breathe into nose out the mouth Before I wrap this up, guys, thanks again for listening. I I feel like I should name drop a few players that uh, just in the last two days have have started to jump off the page and had me saying, hmm, DeAndre Hunter, hmm, Terrence Mann showing some signs of life, O.G. Ananobi, Jaron Jackson Jr., Mm mm-hmm, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett. Miles Turner. And yes, Karis Levert. I should also mention a certain point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Darius Garland. 19 points, 10 assists, 5 of 6 from 3-point range. And, yeah, Damian Lillard. Starting to uh, actually make some more baskets as he shoots them. So, Collect your guys, invest in goats or future goats, and uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. I am we got we got a jam packed weekend here. Maybe going to a card show. We'll see if I got time in the afternoon. Really want to. I'll uh, be sure to pass on any treats I find out and uh, let me know. Did you receive your ducks? Your and thank you, Brett, for this this one. Duck could be D U C deals under comps so like bargains in the dollar box ducks deals under comps love that so yeah and hey don't forget to check out hoops plus and yeah this has been great i hope the basketball 101 has helped you guys think through hey am i taking good care of my cards am i cleaning my cards and the sleeves and the top loaders and am I, am I just aware of the the cases and the displays and all the things that are out there? It's good to know. And, uh, yeah, it'll just be more fun collecting. If you, if you know, your cards are being taken care of. So everybody have an awesome weekend and I'll see you next time. Alexander Walker throws up a brick. Guys, where are we?